Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. It's one of those long weekends with turkey and stuffing and dragging out the elaborate outdoor Christmas decorations. Well, at least in my case. Here's where we place our shameless plug for Pampered Chef. That food chopper is essential as we chop onions and celery into an almost paste for the stuffing. If I'm not smelling that paste of veg bubbling in butter and sage, it ain't turkey day. There's that and uh, lip-syncing Pop-Tartlets on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now we're going to return to the scene of the crime. The Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs. Five people killed, about 20 injured. Now it's not an everyday occurrence where I can strut down the sidewalks of the internet and say, I told you so. On the last episode, we were discussing how energetically, how aerobically the left was trying to connect this shooting in Colorado Springs to conservative politicians, to conservative media figures, well, to all of us conservatives. And then the news broke late on Tuesday night. Public defenders for the suspect have suggested that Anderson Lee Aldrich is non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. Our own Kevin Tober was in the shop in the 10 o'clock hour And he happened upon this. Allison Camerata on CNN, she did not greet this news well. This clip that Kevin made at KevinTober94 on Twitter, you better follow. This clip he made uh, has really made the rounds. There's over a million views on Twitter. It was all over the radio this morning. Just take a listen. So... Attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I no. mean, you know, I don't know if, the, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, th- it, that's what he's now saying. It, it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes charge. That's the least of his problems, legally speaking. But it, it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Such a, I mean, that is what it sounds like. Now, Kevin's reaction to this was, well, she's going to be very miserable on Thanksgiving. Well, Kevin's on his way back to New Jersey where you lack the misery of having to pump your own gasoline. Uh, There is a bunch of stuff in here that a lot of the commentators have had fun with. For example, the way she keeps calling the suspect him. (laughs) Well, they use they, them pronouns. He wants to be discussed as Mix Aldrich. 
I mean, that's just comical. I mean, the idea that you're got, he's shot five people and we want to observe all the niceties. It's like, we're not going to call you Mix Aldrich. We're just going to call you a dick. Okay. The dick over there on the other side of the courtroom. You don't need any tenderness. But of course, th this is what they do. They, they, they never actually have the appropriate level of anger at the shooter. It's always got to be directed at everyone else. If we are self-respecting conservatives, let us never blame a shooting on a TV pundit. Blame the shooter. But, you know, Allison Camerata is left to, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything we had heard from his background. Well, yeah, maybe it means you shouldn't go running down the street without a motive. And it's then she's like, are you guys lawyers? I need a lawyer in the building. And then the cynicism of the idea trying to say, oh, it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against hate crimes. You know, they're kind of making it sound like a non-binary identity is something you can just pick up and use and then put back down. Hmm. It's a bit opportunistic sometimes, is it? Errol Lewis, yes. Oh, they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion. Well, why on earth, after somebody shot five people dead, do you create sympathy by saying, I use they, them pronouns? This only kind of underlines the insanity of the world we live in right now. But this is one of those things where I think we should try to go back and pull up all of the clips, all of the lecturing from media personalities, all of the obnoxious gay and lesbian alliance against debate personnel running around connecting this to haters meaning anyone who disagrees with us, don't call us haters. Just call us dissenters, all right? That's the way it works. We don't like the way you play politics. We think it sucks. And if you don't like it, it's called a democracy. You're a democracy denier. You're a free speech denier. You don't want us to be able to speak. You're going to say everything we say that's contrary to you kills people. I guess you've all read that old 70s classic, Winning Through Intimidation. So then, of course, this morning, Curtis Houck on the scene. We were just amazed. NBC did nothing. On ABC, they did the other thing. They covered it while completely omitting the inconvenient truth that he's now saying, I'm non-binary. George Stephanopoulos promised new details in the Colorado shooting investigation and a chilling Facebook post from the shooter's mother. But gosh, they sort of left out the important new details. Co-host Robin Roberts similarly failed, reports Curtis. Chief National Correspondent Matt Gutman even occasionally used the suspect's preferred pronouns of they, them, without really explaining why he would do such a thing. At the end of his report, Matt Gutman still peddled the false narrative, referring to a think tank that monitors hate speech online, reports a shocking 613% rise in hate speech targeting the LGBTQ community, 
parroted by politicians and influencers online amid concern that, quote, this could spur even more violence, unquote. Hey, it didn't spur the violence in Colorado. I think that's what we're smelling now. Where do they get this stuff? A shocking 600% rise in hate speech. I'd like to see what it was. Give us an example. You know, we know that you can write some hate speech against LGBTs, but just opposing the gay agenda is not the same thing as we want you dead. But this is the game they play because it's always intimidate, intimidate, intimidate. So in this equation, CBS went in the opposite direction with uh, CBS Mornings actually doing two minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, Co-host Nate Burleson says the alleged shooter's attorneys say their client identifies as non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. Was that so hard? Why can't ABC and NBC do that? It's simply called reporting the facts as they unfold. Janet Shamlian then explained, court records indicate they did not grow up as Anderson Lee Aldrich. The person suspected of killing five people inside Club Q was born with the name Nicholas Brink. Court records show at 15, they petitioned to change the name to Anderson Lee Aldrich, stating that they didn't want to be connected to their father, who had a criminal history. The change happened months after they were allegedly viciously bullied online. This is one of those things that annoys me. I know it annoys many other people, and that is a single individual cannot be a they. That is against the rules of English. If you're referring to this shooter and his other siblings, that would be a they. But it's not when it's an individual. So, I mean, this this is going to be a real moment here. And, and what we're not going to see is a lot of apologies and retractions. Because when you smear conservatives, they're real slow to apologize or retract. They're more likely to do what NBC did. They just drop out. You know, it's a day like this. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's, it's generally a slow news day. So maybe NBC can say, well, we don't have to do that because it's slow. We're going to do your usual story about how your turkey and all the trimmings are more expensive, but don't blame Joe Biden. Now, did you know they're selling candles at the MRC store? So there's a Green New Deal candle. There's a woke repellent candle. And then there's a mostly peaceful candle. Now, it seems to me like that candle will never burn impressively behind Ali Velshi, but it's a stocking stuffer to be sure. You can get it at shop.mrc.org. Now, we're, we all took notice, as we noted on a Monday, the Monday morning CBS show, CBS Mornings covered the Hunter Biden laptop. Shocking. And here's what was less shocking. ABC and NBC didn't notice what CBS had done. CBS did it in the morning, still couldn't do it in the evening, and hasn't really touched it since. 
See, this is called a compromise in the newsroom. Oh, well, you can have your one story. One. So, you know, our point is simply that uh, the real line we're seeing in the media now is, oh, the House Republicans are going to come in and ruin everything. They're going to waste our time with these investigations. They're going to investigate the president's family. This, of course, sounds terribly personal. When What they're not really pointing out here, this is the son of the president using his father to make gazillions of dollars from the Chinese, from the Ukrainians, from all over Tarnation. He's exploiting the family name. And then when you ask questions about it, journalists are saying, oh, they're picking on the president's son. Don't they know he's a drug addict? That's really mean. Well, four years ago, Axios was touting Democratic hit list, at least 85 Trump investigation targets. Politico ran a piece titled, How to Flood the Trump Administration with Investigations. Well, of course, now switch the parties and what happens now? Axios warns Biden district Republicans brush off impeachment talk. Politico's putting on the brakes. The latest victim from House GOP's election night, impeachment. But, you know, before you get to impeachment, and I know Kevin McCarthy's talking about impeaching people like uh, Mayorkas for the open border. Let's not talk about impeachment. How about just simple hearings? You know, people were sending this story around from Associated Press. It had the headline, House GOP pushes Hunter Biden probe despite thin majority. Does anyone remember a story from AP or anyone else headlined House Democrats push January 6th probe despite thin majority? A thin majority is never a bad thing when it's a Democrat majority. A thin majority of Democrats is always a mandate. It's always justified. That's how you know. Your reporters are Democrats, and Democrats are reporters. AP reporter Colleen Long lined up Democrats and a bunch of nervous Republicans to sound the alarm the GOP is going to overdo this oversight thing. And then they run comical sentences like this one from AP. Joe Biden has said he's never spoken to his son about his foreign business, and nothing the Republicans have put forth suggests otherwise. Excuse me? Yes, apparently AP later revised that in its article to Joe Biden has said he's never spoken to his son about his foreign business and there are no indications the federal investigation involves the president. Now, if you get very narrow and legalistic, they have a point. And that is, if we're going to say Hunter Biden committed tax evasion, well, that's not connected to his dad, except... The daddy's where all the money's coming from, the association with daddy. And that's the problem, is obviously the whole Hunter Biden set of scandals involves Joe Biden. That's where it all comes from. Now, if we changed the word Biden and made it Trump, do you think anyone would say Donald Trump Jr.'s money doesn't come, doesn't involve Donald Trump? They wouldn't do that. They would laugh at you if you tried to do it. But this is just shows you this is the way the world works with them. 
Biden saying, I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings is preposterous. And the laptop proved Joe Biden lied about that. There are emails and photos demonstrating coordination between Hunter and Joe and Hunter's clients. And here are the pictures. It would be like Trump saying he never met Stormy Daniels when we can all see them photographed together. This just underlines that when Democrats are in the White House, journalists seem more eager to scold the Republicans for wasting everyone's time and demand we forget all about accountability. You know, when Trump was in office, it was all like, oh, accountability is our middle name. That's what we do. We should have 73 different investigations. And then we run around and say, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. Well, now there's no walls. I mean, there's no wall at the border, apparently. Not one that stops people. And there's no walls pressing in on the Bidens. It just shows you, yes, the way that the news media operates. Let us close with a small list of thanks to give. I'm feeling thankful. Now, it is our first Thanksgiving without my dad, but many of my other siblings are gathering with mom in Wisconsin. And so I am thankful for Mary and Mike and Kathy and Sarah and Brian, the newsman. I am thankful for my wife and my daughter and my boy, Benjamin Graham, who produces this podcast like a pro. I am thankful for this great country, which is worth fighting for on a daily basis. And I thank God for all of these. Oh, and, and thank you for watching the Lions lose on Thursday because the Packers are not great this year, and I really need the Lions to be terrible to help me feel better. So when you get back from all of your Thanksgiving-ing and we start our Christmasing, you're going to make sure you come to Newsbusters for all the latest. Come to us once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening.